am Julie Moran, and I am so thrilled to bring you my podcast, Limitless, Boldly Tackle Your Next Chapter. Today on my Limitless podcast, Ken Lindner, the founder of Positive Life Choice Psychology, joins me. His new book, Aspire Higher, is the number one new best-selling self-help book in the entire country. Kenny, I am so excited to have you on the show. I love the book, and I have to know, what inspired you to write Aspire Higher? Well, Julie, first of all, it's an honor to be with you. We've known each other forever. And what inspired me was that we were going through and continue to go through such a hard time of people being divided and people not feeling good about themselves. And and we just don't know where we're going with with global warming and, and everything that's going on in our world right now. And I wanted to give people the tools, the roadmap to develop feelings of valid self-esteem. Because if you feel good about who you are and you love yourself, you're far more likely to make great decisions for yourself because you care about yourself, you care about your future, you care about your well-being. And also when you have love in your heart and you feel good about who you are and where your life is going, you're far more likely to spread love, compassion, and empathy onto others. So not only do you feel great about who you are, but you make the world a better place, which is, of course, what we all need. That's what I love about the book. It really encourages you to embrace that. And why are positive life choices so important? Well, choices are our roadmaps. They're our vehicles to take us to where we want to go. I mean, it's so interesting, but there was a a film years ago, Sliding Doors, and there was a book by Richard Bach called One, and it's all about parallel universes. And if you had taken this path versus this path, how your life would change. Well, your paths or your path is dictated by the choices that you make, at least Oftentimes, sometimes we can't stop or or help fate. Uh, But when we can make positive, constructive life choices for the now and the big picture, we put ourselves in the very best position to have a healthy life, to have a positive life, to have positive relationships, and to feel empowered by the positive choices that we make. And when we feel powerful when we feel that we can affect positive change in our lives it develops positive self-esteem within us and again as i mentioned when you have positive self-esteem all sorts of other great things come from that that is so true and you write about developing that strong sense of self-love and i don't know why that's so hard for so many but why is that so crucial that we have that self-love Well, maybe for many of us, we didn't feel the love or enough love from our parents, or maybe we were hurt, significantly hurt by significant others, whatever it is. You know, when I think about our inner heart, um, I call it the heart of hearts. We all have heart of hearts filled to a certain degree with love and to a certain degree with doubt and fear and anger and hurt, we've all been hurt in our lives. What we, what I aspire to do and aspire higher is to help people 
make positive choices that will get rid of the doubt, the hurt, the pain, the anger, and fill up your heart of hearts, which is your soul, your psyche, and your heart with love. Because the more love you have in your heart, the more good feelings you have in your heart, the more confidence you have in your heart, the more likely you're going to continue to make life choices that reflect that love, that further that love, because you want a great life for yourself. You want great relationships. So you're going to continue to make life choices that are constructive if you have a heart filled with love. You talk in the book about a negativity bias and how can we negate those? I think all of us have some where looming inside of us that that negativity bias. How do we get rid of that? Well, negativity bias, as you mentioned, Julie, is is something where we can get two compliments and one negative comment, and we'll always focus on the negative. And, you know, all of us are subject to that. This is not something that is foreign to anybody. The key is, how do you deal with those feelings of negativity? And if you, again, have the confidence that you can make positive life choices in your life, if you have the confidence that you can affect positive change in your life, the chances are that you will negate that negativity. It won't affect you as much, sort of like water rolling off a duck's back. You can hear the negative, but you know what? You know the positive. You believe in the positive. And you know wherever you are, you can make a constructive decision because you've done it before. You have the confidence to do it before. And Julie, you're an athlete. And I remember seeing Tiger Woods win a tournament in his heyday. And he came from five strokes down and at the last, uh, last hole, came back one by one stroke. And at the end, um, actually, somebody who you know interviewed him and uh, <laughs> asked Tiger, Tiger, how did you have the fortitude, the confidence to come back from five strokes down uh, in the last round? And Tiger just matter, matter of factly said, because I've done it before. I knew I could do it again. And the key is if you start making positive life choices, small ones at the beginning, so you get your confidence, you get on a roll, sort of like a diet. You forego the cake, you forego the sugar, you forego the fried foods, and you see that you're losing weight. You feel healthier, you feel better each day. You get that confidence. Same thing with a life choice. You start making some really great small life choices and you know you can affect positive change. You see, you can do great things. It'll give you the confidence to do more and more great things. So the negativity bias will not affect you at all or, or minimally if you just have the confidence and love of yourself to say, sure, I've heard it, but I don't believe it. I'm not going to be affected by it. And I'm going to transcend it with a great choice here. You know, I had the opportunity, as you know, to interview so many athletes as a sportscaster. And I remember being at the Olympics in Atlanta and Michael Johnson won and he wore those gold shoes. And I remember interviewing him after the race. And I said, what is it? You know, how do you do it? And he said, I visualize myself crossing the finish line first every time. 
And I found that to be true of so many athletes. How important do you think visualization is? Visualizing that win. I think it's huge. I must tell you that I once uh, uh, played Arthur Ashe when I was in college. I remember that. And Arthur, and it was an exhibition match. uh, And I was a, uh, a senior at Harvard. And we played, and I had seen Arthur play, and I had seen him play in person a couple of weeks earlier, seen him on TV, I knew exactly where he would go, approached on his backhand, I knew exactly where he would go on his forehand, I was comfortable on the court, and for hours before the match, I visualized exactly what I would do, and exactly what his response would probably be. And I had it locked into my mind. And every time I approached on his backhand, I visualized the fact that he was going to go down the line to my backhand. And I visualized hitting my volley cross court. And it worked. And yes, Arthur Ashe is by far a better tennis player than I will ever be or was. But for that day, for that moment, I... You beat him. Let's go ahead and say it. You beat him. (laughs) But I also reached my full potential because I believed I could do it. I saw it in my mind. And then it cognitively clicked in just before I was about to hit my shots. So I believe that anyone, whether they're an athlete or not, should visualize, try to visualize the success, the climbing of the mountain, the getting the job. Whatever it is you aspire to do, yes, visualize it because it will help. And not only that, if you visualize it, you can think about the steps you need to get there. Yes. Because every, every attain, goal attainment, there are steps you need to take to get there, whether it's practicing, whether it's an interview. There are certain things you need to do, preparatory steps to get there. So if you know where you're going and can see it, you can work backwards and figure out how to get there. So true. You know, you're the founder of Positive Life Choice Psychology. Tell me exactly what that is and what it means. Well, I have always believed that our choices are so very important. I saw it when I was an overweight, late blooming, uh, insecure child that if I could start to forgo the food, forgo the cookies, forgo the M&Ms, whatever it was that made me feel like food would assuage my feelings of hurt and insecurity when I was younger. Um, It made me realize that I could make positive life choices. I could attain almost anything, certainly attain my potential. And I saw how I did it when I would practice rather than do something else, my tennis or my paddle tennis, or how I would forego going to a party at a tournament because I wanted to win the next day. There are choices. There are alluring choices. And you go for something you want the most. And what you do is you make a choice that puts the percentages in your favor, that you will put yourself in the best position to attain what you really want in your life. So I saw the power of choices. And I have been a huge student of the life choice and a huge proponent of making constructive choices at every turn in your life. 
uh, as much as you possibly can. And you talk in the book about being a, and I think it's a, maybe you created this word, I'm not sure, but a solutionary. What do you mean by that? Julie, I love this term because I thought when I first heard the word solutionary, and I heard it from my son and daughter when they were in high school. Really? And they did in their positive life choice psychology class. I thought, okay, a solutionary is someone that makes constructive uh, choices, that, that finds constructive solutions to problems. But when I asked them what it meant, it was far deeper. A solutionary is someone that not only finds constructive solutions to their problems, but it's also someone that finds constructive solutions that will benefit others, that will enhance others, that will build others up, or at least not hurt others. So it takes the picture into, uh, into account when you're making a life choice. So everybody, Julie, was a solutionary, and that is made decisions that not only enhance us, but enhance and lift others as well. Again, we have so much of a better world right now, so much of a more loving and compassionate world. So I love the concept of being a solutionary. Oh, I do too. And I'm going to read one of my favorite quotes from your book. And you say, quote, if you aspire to achieve a goal, you have to really want it and you have to be fully focused on attaining it. And we spoke about that before. I see that so often in athletes. Why do you think that's harder for just the average Joe? I think that it's hard for people to truly believe sometimes that they can attain great things. Yeah. And it's maybe because they're insecure, uh, they didn't get enough love, they didn't get enough confidence growing up. You know, I felt that way as a young person in certain ways. And it was because I had a tennis coach, a mom, uh, and a social psychology teacher that really believed in me and saw the best in me. And I thrived in those environments. I always played better for coaches that believed in me, that never thought I could lose, that saw all the good in me. I didn't play as well for people who would criticize me, who mm -hmm. didn't see my full potential. So I'm all about, one, putting people in positions where they are supported, where people see the best in them. And I love to see what can be in others because I know how empowering that is. People can soar when someone else who's important sees the best in them. So I try to put myself and everyone around me in a position to win because I know if I can be the wind beneath their wings, they truly will soar. Oh, I love that thought. I'm going to brag on you a little bit here. Number one, new release in success and self-help, Aspire Hire, your book. Number one, new release in personal success and spirituality. Number one, new release in spiritual growth and self-help. Then we go to Amazon, bestseller in success and self-help. Amazon, bestseller in personal success and spirituality. Amazon, bestseller in motivational growth and spirituality. Amazon, bestseller in self-esteem and self-care. And why do you think it is so important? And I know you want mass readerships of your book, Aspire Higher. 
if we could all read this, why is that important to you, this mass readership of this book? I want it because I want to you know, play my part in making this world a more loving and compassionate and empathetic place. You know, there's so much, as we mentioned earlier, divisiveness right now. And I really believe that if we all feel better about ourselves, and it starts with us, and if we feel better about ourselves through the choices that we make, when we see that we can put our lives on a more positive, constructive, and loving path, then we'll feel much more, we'll feel safer, we'll be catalyzed to put love into other people's hearts and to lift and love them and care about them. And I believe through the choices that we make, we can make a better world. Well, as we close, what would you think is maybe the number one takeaway for our audience from Aspire Higher? Well, you know, Julie, in, in your podcast, Limitless, we talk about the fact, and you talk about the fact that we're in our midlife. And the way I look at it, it's sort of like halftime in a yeah. sporting event where you go in and the coach says, okay, we need to make some adjustments here. We've played great. We've learned a lot, but we need to adapt a little bit more to where we are right now. And what I would say to your viewers is that midlife is a time when you have great experiences. You have so much knowledge. It is your chance to begin to make positive life choices so that you'll be healthy, so that you'll be vital, so that you have great relationships and make the rest of your life incredible. And you can do that, the choices that you choose to make. I love that. And I got a text the other day from my husband who said, we're just entering the best years of our life. And I love that you don't have to be 20 to be entering the best years of your life. I mean, you can continue to have amazing, uh, as you say, we're, we're at halftime and I'm excited about this next chapter and I'm excited about this book for all of my viewers. I encourage you and just, just quickly tell my viewers where they can go to purchase Aspire Hire. You can get it uh, on Amazon and any bookseller that you go to. Uh, it's everywhere. So I hope that you enjoy it if you purchase it. But most importantly, if you could just make one small positive life choice and then many more positive life choices, it's going to change your life. And that would make me the happiest. Well, I totally agree. It's just such a pleasure having you on the show. I can't say enough about what I think the book could do for this world and to change the way we view the world. And and um, I can't wait to give it to my daughters. So Kenny, uh -huh. wonderful to have you on the show. Best to your family. And until we speak again, my friend, thank you for writing this book. Thanks so much, Julie. It's again, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining me on Limitless Boldly Tackle Your Next Chapter. Subscribe to the podcast to be the first to know when new episodes drop. You can also keep up with me on Instagram at It's Me, Julie Moran. Stay bold, everybody. Everybody.